Yeah. Tonight on the podcast, Lance demonstrates and models his full collection of Merkins. Welcome to my party. We're just getting started. A life is a dream. Welcome to another brand new episode of Bedside Talk with Matt and Lance. I'm Matt. I am Lance. And tonight we're talking the other side of the pillow. Is it really cool or is it a health nightmare? <laughs> Stay tuned. What's going on, everyone? Welcome are you back. high? <laughs> no, not at all. Why are you talking? I'm high I mean, on Spider-Man. You, you said, okay, I think I know what a Merkin is, but I'm not sure. It's a pubic wig. Pubic quake? Wig. A wig? Yeah, it's like a pubic a wig. For your, for your yeah. privates? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. <laughs> no wonder I didn't know what that was. Because why would that, you why would that come up in conversation? Because <laughs> being a Jay and Silent Bob fan, you should know what it, what it is. Because they talk about it in uh, Reboot. Remember, they call the dude that's driving them for Ride Me Now. Call him Merkin. Do they explain what a Merkin is? Yeah. Dude, I need the to watch that movie. movie again. I don't remember that. Yeah, he's, he says it. Uh, what the um, what the actor? What's the actor's name? I can't think of the actor's name that plays that character. Um, he's in. God, I can't think of his name now. But um, what's he in? He's in a, like a bunch of stuff. He's in. Um, I want to say he's in Portlandia. Oh, uh, Fred Armisen. Yes, Fred, Fred Armisen. Yes, he's in reboot. Yeah, he's the dude who's dude, driving him to uh, watch California. Movie. He's that's... the fucking ta- the hater tots guy. Oh, that's right. Hater tots filled with hate. I remember that, dude. I've seen that movie twice, and I and I barely remember any. I remember I've, I've seen that movie like ten times. <laughs> that's why you can remember these things. Yeah. Uh, oh, I need to watch that movie again. Because I remember, I don't even want to tell you how many times I've seen Clerks three. Oh, you're talking Clerks. about Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Yeah. Why was I thinking Clerks three in my head? I need to watch both know. of these movies again. I don't know. Look, I'm... I got my Jay and Silent Bob reboot picture right there. Do you see that? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I've I've watched Clerks I've three probably seen... thirty times, dude. So know. Jay and Silent Bob reboot, I've only seen once. Clerks three, I've seen twice. So that's why I don't remember a lot of because I was thinking I don't remember. But as soon as you said the tater tots thing, I was like, well, I've seen that. But I don't yeah. remember which movie tater it was in. filled <laughs> with hate. All I remember about Clerks 3 is I cried. Me too. It's sad. Sad movie. Poor Dante. But um, what else is going on, man? What's new? What's, what's good in, in the world of Lance? We got a big day today, like big Friday. Yeah. I, I had a long week, dude. I uh, started my week out, went on a company trip to Lake Havasu. Um, I'm a native of Arizona, and I've never been to this place. Uh, it's hot as fuck. Lake Havasu is hot as fuck, dude. It's hotter than Phoenix. Did you know that? No. It's mm. about two to three degrees hotter than Phoenix at all times. Mm. It's it's almost... They were telling me, because uh, one of my coworkers lives there. That's why we went there. And she was telling me that it's... As hot, if not almost as hot, as um, Death Valley, Lake Havasu. Did you j- jump in the lake? 
no no i didn't have time to do that because we were we did axe throwing and fucking vr and like it was just like a team building thing nice but i wouldn't do that axe throwing i would no team building (laughs) it's a lot of fun i get along with my coworkers. i like them all they don't watch the show so they'll never know i said that but they uh, work and do my job and then go home i'm I'm with them almost as much as I'm with my own wife. That's sad. <laughs> so, so it's, I kind of had to, you know, I kind of have to get to know these people. I don't, you know, I'm rarely just behind my computer, but, um, so I've never been to Lake Havasu and that is where London bridge is. Right. So they've shipped the stones from London, wherever it was to Lake Havasu. And that's where the London bridge is. Because of the song, I always thought London Bridge was like this, like just little dinky bridge, like made that out of falls like, down a lot. London yeah, that falls bridge down. Is falling so down. In my head, I'm like, oh, it's just a bridge that probably gets over like just a small river or something like that, right? London Bridge is fucking huge, and they fuck, and it's nice. Like it's, I was thinking it's like pebbles and something that falls down frequently. No, it's a legit bridge that cars drive on and it's long and they didn't even build the whole thing so they shipped all these stones to arizona built the bridge here and they still have stones left over that they that they didn't you know because it was longer in london and it's fucking huge and i was pretty impressed it's all lit up purple and shit we stood at the end of the bridge looked over over into the the lake watching the houseboats and stuff nice have you ever seen it Mm-mm, I've never been to Lake Havasu. It is fucking huge. And Lake Havasu is just filled with old people and young people party. Like, it's so weird. It's the weirdest uh, collection of people. Because there's, like, retirees there. But then it also filled with, like, late 20 to late 30-year-olds drinking it up and having fun and partying but there's i didn't see one child (laughs) like (laughs) like a kid i didn't see a single kid anywhere we went to this restaurant it's called chabones or something like that it was was something something weird like that got this nice ribeye it was awesome and it was just all in the company though right all in the company yeah and uh it was all old people and younger people but nobody under the age of 22 did I see in my three days there. I don't know if there's kids there. I have no idea. <laughs> nope. They're just, they just don't exist there. I don't know. I don't know, man. But if I a kid know. goes there, they automatically just like unspeakably aged to 23. So then I was bummed because I... Any kids? <laughs> no, no. I was bummed because when I go to like cities I haven't been to before, especially older cities like this one where it seems like there's a lot of like, um, it's an eclectic, uh, uh, collection of like thrift stores and things like that. Like Jerome and things like that. Yeah. I was hoping to go to like an old record place. Cause I'd like to go to old record stores and they don't have a single one there. They don't have a single music store in lake havasu doesn't surprise me i mean it's just it's not the it's not the like it's niche right now you know like 
vinyl's just starting to come back so it's kind of niche like the fact that we have stinkweeds and and phoenix and stuff it's kind of spoiled there huh so we're kind of spoiled like yeah. we have asylum stinkweeds we have we we lost that one that was right across the street from uh kyle's wife's restaurant mm -hmm. what was that one called it was like the oldest one in phoenix i have no idea and then we got zia like we've got like 13 different zias right yeah um but z is more like a i would say z is more like a pop culture store than they have a huge a record. record collection well yeah they do because i mean there's Zia records but they do sell like comic books and video games and like they sell all kinds of different stuff not just records and music right um, right it's blu-rays and video games and toys yeah. and books they sell everything it's more but like a pop it's more it reminds me of more like a uh sunco or uh um like fye yeah yeah fye is probably a good comparison but it's about triple if not quadruple the the size yeah like zia records it's huge yeah but I and mean, then we got just... bookman's you've been to bookman's mm -hmm. bookman's has a huge record so we got a lot of record places out here in the east valley and the west valley but yeah, I I was like, oh, you know, I got some time to kill before I go home. It's a four-hour drive home and wanted to stop by a record store and not a single one there. Nice. That so, sucks. yeah, it is what it is. But speaking of records, I picked up the new Blink. We were talking about that before we started recording. Yeah. You and I yeah. have polarizing opinions on it. Not really. I mean, a lot of the times when I'm it's just to troll you and i'm like oh this sucks like i definitely don't <laughs> think fucker. like i definitely don't think that like everyone who's praising it being like oh this is the the best blink album ever i don't think that's the oh i don't put it up i don't like it's not i that. definitely think like enema of the state is better um but so can i tell you something that's gonna be shocking to you what because you brought up that album so blink's one of my favorite bands Enema of the State is one of the lower albums on my list. Really? It's just so... I mean, it's good. Don't get me wrong. Like, it's it's not the bottom of my list. It's just not at the top, right? It's just really predictable and so pop punk that, that it's... A lot of it comes off as cheesy. Like, I hate all the small things. Can I tell you that? That song, it's scene. their... It's their biggest song. I fucking hate that song. And they wrote it as a big fuck you to the record company. Because the record company, they handed in their record. And the record company is like, none of these are singles. You need to write a catchy, poppy single. And they wrote that song. And that's why it's filled with the na-na-nas and all that stuff as a big fuck you to the records, record com uh, company. And it became their biggest song ever. And even in the music video, they're making fun of pop bands. Like the whole point of that song is to be so poppy that it's gross and then make fun of these poppy boy bands. So I hate that song. Untitled was probably top of the list for me with I that's, Missed You. Yeah, that's a lot of people's. Like Take Off Your Pants and Jacket is probably up there for me too. That's probably number two because they started to get a little angsty with that one. Right, but don't get me wrong. Dynasty or uh, Dysentery Gary on Enema 
is one of my favorite songs. I love that song. So it's not it's not like I hate that album. It's just not top for me. And like, Kyle, Kyle brought it up online how cheesy they are and stuff. And I'm like, well, you probably listen to all the small things and then develop your opinion from there. <laughs> yeah. And like, I don't know. Enema of the State is just one of those albums that I can throw on and just vibe to. And like, I'll listen to it when I'm in the gym or, you know, it's it's just one of like i said it's one of those albums i can throw on and vibe to and that's kind of what i like about blink is that they just got songs that you can vibe to like you don't have to put a bunch of thought into it and i don't know kyle kyle's into like that screamo music and shit and i just but he doesn't even like screamo he likes like metal he likes uh ghost and yeah um, which when you're talking about cheesy bands emotionless and white and yeah you talk about cheesy bands and you bring up those two Motion, motionless and white is i don't like them dude they they're it's like a bunch of guys that are like hey look at us we're metal and we're gonna do we we want to prove to you that we're metal when i think metal i think lamb of god children of bodom cradle of filth like that's fucking metal but yeah and then and then i listen to screamo too and he's like he doesn't like anything where they they have like higher voices but ghost is awful i can't stand screamo dude rock dude i don't know to me, rock just—I don't know, man. My taste in music has changed so much that rock is just not. It depends really on what band it is, but today's version of rock just does not connect with me. That's why I appreciate this album because a lot of the songs you can hear—they're paying—they're paying homage to all the different sounds of Blink, not only Blink, but Angels and Airwaves and Plus Forty Four and all and Boxcar Racer, like each song touches on something if you're a fan of any of those bands right yeah so like if you listen to hurt on the album it sounds very much like angels and airwaves and then the song terrified is actually a boxcar racer throwaway that they've had on a hard drive for you know whenever that album came out and they brought it back for this and kind of refit reorganized and stuff to include mark in it right and then you listen to fucking bad news and bad news sounds like a newfound glory song. It's so poppy. Yeah. And so just, it sounds like 20 year olds wrote it, but there's something there for everybody. And then they got the fucking cure song that they, that they did the fell in love. And that's going to probably speak to the people that are into like those pop bops or whatever. That uh, is that the one where, uh, um you tom said you didn't off. like it yeah tom starts off and he's like when i teach masturbation i'm just like just go for it that's dance with me and dance oh, with okay me, dance with me reminds me of like first date rock show it's the one with the yeah. ole ole like it's very yeah. sing-alongy but it's it's more it's more progressive in my mind than like bad news bad news is very very pop punk but, I mean, I think so far my favorite song on this album is "One More Time" and then "Edging." Like, see, and I don't care for edging that much. I do. I think it's edging was cool because it was the first time great. hearing them after twelve years, right? Yeah. Like together again. But it's it didn't. So when one more time came out, I listened to it like on repeat over and over again and watched the video over and over again. The video's phenomenal. Edging 
didn't do that for me. Now, Anthem Part 3, the one that you said, you said you didn't really care for Anthem Part 3, right? Uh, I've only listened to it once. Like, I, I, I'm i not going to sit here and be like, oh, well, this album sucks or this album's great because I haven't even listened to the whole thing. Like, I've listened to a majority of it, but I've yeah. only listened to it once. And sometimes it, it takes me, like, one or two run-throughs to actually be like, okay, like, here's my full thoughts on this album. But I'm not so really I've, a music guy. Like I used to be a big music guy, but I, yeah. I've sense of not been because I, I kind of feel like, and I kind of blame Metallica for it, honestly, because <laughs> they pissed off with Saint Anger, didn't they? Yes, and like one of my, I mean, people make fun of me. Like my favorite Metallica albums are like um, Injustice for All, Master of Puppets, the Black Album. Um, well, that's, I that do should like, be everybody's favorite. Well, I do like Load and Reload, and I also like like Garage Days uh, or Garage. Yeah, I think it's called Garage Days. I can't remember the name of the album, but where they yeah. cover all the songs. Uh, they do all the cover songs, and then I like uh, S&M, where they play with the. the You're uh, talking about like 80s, 90s Metallica. Yes. And then you go St. Anger forward, and I think they just have not been this. Like, it's not been my cup of tea. And. I think that's my biggest thing with music is I want to see bands progress and change their sound when, as they get older, but I don't want to hear them go back. Cause like Metallica's sound started to change. Like there's a difference between like, you know, master of puppets, you know, and then moving forward. And then they, you get like St. Anger and their current stuff. And they're going back to that like master of puppets type stuff. And well, Saint Anger, I feel like, is really poppy. I think Saint Anger is trash. Yeah, I, threw I don't. That, I threw. I bought that album, listened to it through once, and threw it out the window down, driving on the highway. What I remember from Saint Anger, I'm not a huge Metallica fan. I like Metallica. I appreciate Metallica, but I'm not this huge Metallica fan, right? I understand their importance to music, right? What they've what they've done for music in history, right? But what I remember from Saint Anger, specifically the the song, the single that they came out with, is it was really like sing songy, like it was, yes, like Saint a single. Anger in your yeah, head. and yeah. I remember thinking, this isn't Metallica. This is this sounds like something you can sing along to. Yeah, and and uh, Enter Sandman's not like sing alongy right like it's more of like a progressive metal song i get like i don't know how to classify metallica just 80s I, metal I'm, I'm interested in your classification of like sing-alongy because i feel like inner sandman's like that song that everybody sings along to you can sing along to it but what i'm saying is like like pop song like i think there's a difference between singing along to a song i don't know how to how to say it but like songs sound poppy and that sound like they were written to be sung along to does that make sense yeah and her sandman didn't seem to be written to be a pop song right it, it just is a good song that people like so they sing along to it it's like um it's like when we talk about blink right they have all the small things all the small things was a song that, you know they put the nananas and all this other shit in there mm-hmm it's a song that's meant to be sung along to. But if you listen to old Blink, like Cheshire Cat and Buddha, 
and they got m&ms and carousel and they made those songs for the sheer joy that they like that or for the sheer uh reason that they like that music right like it's it that's what punk was to them mm-hmm. and so they didn't write it with the with the intention of having crowds sing this these songs back to them right yeah so i think that's my de- like you can sing along to any song if it has words in it right yeah what's the other big metallica one understand man and they've got like the master of master of puppets for whom the bell tolls oh the from whom the bell tolls i like that one too but like but see i'm a a fan of bands like i feel like a lot of bands once they hit it and they start making like hits strictly for the radio i lose interest in like i love old school like shine down yeah i like shine down and then once they hit like U.S. mainstream and they're making hits on the radio, I feel like their music is fucking tanked. Yeah, because they're kind of trying to keep the train rolling, right? Like um, Five Finger Death Punch. Like I like their non-mainstream stuff, and then <laughs> they went and became trash. Like Pop Evil, dude. I've been listening to Pop Evil before they were even huge because they used to play clubs in the uh, town I grew up in, Michigan. Yeah, and so like. I've I've listened to Pop Evil before they were even he, big and mainstream, and then once they've been mainstream, I'm like dude, your your their music is not the same. But my taste in music has changed. Like it's like I'm more into like 80s and 90s stuff right now. Like you know, uh, Motley Crue, fucking Tom Petty. Like I I definitely listen to the classic rock station more than I listen to anything else. Yeah, you like a lot of those older classic rock bands that I don't particularly care for. But that's that's uh, what I grew up on. Like I was raised on that because that's what my dad would always listen to. Because the he hair metal up, stuff, right? Well, that yeah, well, yeah. But I mean, he grew up in the the seventies and eighties, so I, that's the music I was raised on. Your, you know, your Megadeth, your Guns and Roses, your Pantera, uh, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, Kansas, um, ACDC. See, so some of those Black I like. Sabbath, you know. Yeah, some of those I like. Like I like Kansas. I like Tom Petty. I my dad showed me that Boston, stuff, right? Boston, you know. right? Um, my dad showed me. How Sticks. old is your dad? Like what? My what? dad is just turned sixty three. Oh, so our parent, our parents are close to the same age, but I feel like my dad never showed me like Motley Crue. Like we listened to Def Leppard, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, Queen Strike, Deep Purple. Yep, right. But the hair, the glam rock guys the motley cruz the um what's another uh example of that the glam poison right mm-hmm. yeah never he he didn't listen to it twisted sister twisted sister yeah he i think he was more into the because motley crew a lot of their stuff was was uh very radio friendly for that period right yeah um or or uh, poison they sing that pour some sugar on me right mm-hmm. that's no. a very ra- is that poison I, I, I pour some sugar. yeah i think i'm drawing a blank or is that molly crew no it's definitely not more molly Cru- molly crew but um, to me all those songs I- no that's def leopard dude pour some sugar on me is def leopard no it's not yeah it is 100 percent def leopard 
Well, I don't like that song. Because <laughs> it's very... Poison's like every rose has its thorn. Definitely Def Leppard. Oh, it is Def Leppard. It's on Hysteria. I don't like that song. <laughs> but like... But what, uh, that, that, there's a lot of bands that have songs like that that I'm yeah. not into. But like my brother, my my brother who's fucking 26, he kind of grew up the same way. So like we're both big Pink Floyd fans. And oh, see, like he Floyd. he went like the opposite. So he he went backwards. Like he liked music from the 40s and 50s. Your brother? And yeah, and shit. When he was younger, like he used to like all those old. 40s and 50s songs and shit and then he finally started getting into Pink Floyd and then now he's into like rap and weird shit but I'm not against hip hop or rap but the only rap and hip hop that I like has like messages behind it you know what I mean like the 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 lyrics are actually like meaningful you know what i mean yeah i'm not into a lot of the shit that 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 hits the radio like eminem is a big a big one for me that i i like eminem because most of his songs are heartfelt and have purpose behind them right or dr dre but then you got like snoop dog that has some songs that i'm like mm, not into it right because it's very there's no purpose behind it Right, it's just singing about bitches or something like that. I hate new hip hop. Yeah, I'm not a not I like the only new stuff I'll listen to is like Kendrick Lamar and, and but stuff he like that. writes but this, he writes purposeful songs. Yeah, but like Lamar. this this like and I'm not I I like a lot of post Malone stuff too, but I like, like this too. new like wave of fucking SoundCloud rappers like Lil Pump and Lil mm. Zan and what's the one that like died? That? Uh, um x to, uh yeah x x x to test or something like that I don't know. yeah i'm not i wasn't like, into him as much i don't know but my music tastes have changed like i like to listen to bands that i listened to as a kid just because it reminds me of you know that time like you sit here and you're having a shitty day and you just pop that on and you vibe to like so it, it's it's crazy how like music it can be really be used as a time machine because you can listen to yeah. that song and it like pulls you back to like oh i remember sitting in my room doing this while this was playing or talking to this girl while this was playing or you know i was here when i heard this song you know it, it's it's really like the closest thing that we'll probably ever get to a time machine but yeah it elicits it really opens up a portion of your brain like the nostalgia part of your brain mm -hmm. right like so that's why one more time is so good. The that blink song specifically with the video, right? Yeah, you watch I, one I was more say, time. You, you have to to get the full effect of and behind that song, like you have to watch the video with it. The video is phenomenal. The video yeah. might be one of the top 10 videos I've seen ever, right? Like just because of the nostalgia factor like nothing has ever pulled at my heartstrings like that song has yeah um but that's why i like apple me and i'm not sure if spotify does this but apple music has this uh setting uh like infinity setting mm -hmm. um 
where I can put on a playlist or I can put on um, an album. And then when the album's done, it'll start playing other stuff that's like that, that I haven't heard before. And what's cool is, is there's a lot of bands that, and artists that are not big artists that are making some really good music, but it's not the mainstream shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Someday it will be. I think so because punk rock in general right now is making a resurgence, man. I mean, Blink-182 has the number one album in the world right now. Yeah. Like, who would have thought Blink-182? Their last album didn't do that well. And the last album they did with Tom didn't do that well. And then this album comes out and it's fucking shooting. It's dominating TikTok right now. It's everywhere. You know what? You know what's really crazy for me? Hmm. And I'm sure, like, my dad probably feels that in, in the old generation. Is seeing my... I'm 38. Seeing my 17-year-old sister being into the same music i was into at her age like isn't that weird she, she loves the gorillas and i was a huge <laughs> gorillas fan when i was her age and like weezer and and shit like that and so weezer pinkerton on vinyl i just bought it and then she's like into ghost and and bands like that and i'm like uh, okay that you know but just the fact that she's like i didn't even know she was into gorillas she was like oh i was at a gorillas concert and i got to be front and center you know on the floor right next to the stage and i was like i didn't even know you liked gorillas like so weird feel that, good like, ink is such a good fucking song dude i don't care what anybody clint says. eastwood dude clint eastwood is wait is the album feel good ink and clint eastwood is the song uh cool i believe that clint eastwood is on feel good ink yes okay so feel good ink is the but i feel... believe they have a song called feel good ink too so i was thinking about clint eastwood that's a dun 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 that's that song right feel good that one no that's um no fuck you're getting me all that's no i think that's actually feel good ink oh is that the name of the song that's the song i like that was like their first big hit no their first big hit was uh clint eastwood i gotta listen to the gorillas again you know what's crazy about the gorillas and i only found this out recently they're the blur remember blur mm-hmm. yeah they're lead singers from the blur yeah and i had no fucking idea and i love song number is it song number two from blur uh yes i want to say yes their big one yeah that song's fucking awesome dude i had no idea i never connected to those dots until like this is Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know you were you were talking about Clint Eastwood, but they do have a song called "Feel Good." But the "Feel Good" that's "Feel Good" ink, yes. Yeah, I like both of those songs. Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood was their first big one. I remember that. I remember seeing the music video for that on MTV, like it was like a debut. And uh, I remember thinking the animation was so fucking cool. But he my, says, my, finally, somebody let me out of my out cage. Of my cage yeah. That's Clint Eastwood, right? But yeah, but the cool thing about gorillas is that there's a story behind it. Like it's an overarching story. It's a continuous story. That's why I like Coheed and Cambria. And, yeah, Coheed and Cambria is the same way. But my, we've gone on music for 30 minutes. Like I don't claim to know anywhere near as much about music as you and Kyle. But like my my taste in music generally goes about like my mood. 
but I, yeah. I like all kinds of like I don't really listen to a lot of country, but I'll fuck with some country a little bit. Um, but I like '90s hip hop and gangster rap, like Tupac and Biggie, and you know, fucking See, all those artists that you've Bone named. Thugs and yeah, Bone Thugs and Wu-Tang. fucking LL Cool J and Wu Tang, you know, Wu Tang, um, all these all these artists that we Public mentioned. Enemy. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's Ice Ice. Mm-hmm. Ice Cube, right? Is Public mm-hmm. Enemy or Ice or Ice T? No, it's Ice Cube. Which which one was Ice T in? Um, no, maybe. God damn it, dude! My brain's all fucking. We're talking about stuff that I haven't thought of in twenty years, right? <laughs> so I forget, like. Uh, so. Uh, Public Enemy is no, yeah, no. Public and en- so Public Enemy was oh, Flavor Chuck Flav, D. Chuck, Chuck D. Flavor Flav. Well, could you really say Flavor Flav um, was Flavor Flav was the hype guy? Well, I mean, he was in there. He was, but he was the hype guy, right? I but, never understood that about hip hop. The hype guy. Like, do you remember um the hype man's the D twelve? Yep. They had like one guy in their group that was just there to like hype up the crowd. Yeah. And um, I always thought that was weird because with punk rock music, you do not need that. <laughs> like the music hype ups hypes up the crowd. Yeah, I mean? like like I said, like nineties rap, NWA, fucking Ice Cube on his own, you know, the chronic. Oh, today was album. a good day. It's a great song. Yeah, Chronic 2001, like Eminem. I was a huge Eminem fan um but like so i like hip-hop and i like rap and i like um oh ice t was in body count yes pop punk um like fucking blink classic rock i like um okay like just i i like some electronic music like um that's where i have a hard time electronic stuff because with hip-hop and rap at least a lot of it that i listen to at least they're trying to mimic real instruments or sometimes they have real instruments in the studio right Mm -hmm. recording these songs the electronic once they take out the string or or the um, percussion instruments or whatever and it's all a computer doing the work i have a hard time with that unless it's something that's very lyrically smart and lyrically driven then I can get down with it because then I can, I can see the artistry in that. Right. Mm-hmm. But when it's just some, when it's just a computer coming up with a cool beat and somebody saying the same five words over and over again, that to me is not artistry. And that seems to be a lot of what's popular right now. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and, and I have a really hard time with that. But like Pink Floyd had a lot of like electronic soundings stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I like I love Pink Floyd. Above and Beyond is one of my favorite electronic music bands. uh, Dash Berlin. Dash Um, Berlin? Yeah. It's like you took Dashboard Confessional and Anne Berlin. I loved Dashboard when I was a teenager too. I've never been a Dashboard fan. No. No, Chris Caraba, who's the lead singer of Dashboard, his 
there's a couple songs I like. Like, there's a couple songs you can't help but like, right? The the real popular ones for Dashboard, especially. But Dashboard Confession, Chris Carrawa's voice, there's something about it that I don't like. Which is funny because I listen to Blink and I love Tom's voice. <laughs> yeah, but like Cascade is another one that I like that's electronic. And then, like, I go to, like, rap, like Juice World. Juice World is probably, like, the most recent like mainstream rapper that I've heard I really of him. Like. Did he die? Yeah, he died of a drug overdose. Um, I really, I like liked... you know who I really liked that's recent, uh, Mac Miller. He's not recent. He's been around for a long time. He's dead. I know he died, <laughs> but he's been around for a long time. How how long ago did he die? Uh, years ago, dude. Has it been that long? Oh, I yeah. Consider- well, that show goes to show you he's the most recent thing that I've been into <laughs> as far as new hip hop, I guess, or or whatever. Yeah, his fucking song Smile Back is one of my favorite songs. He died in 2018. Oh, that wasn't that long ago. No, wait, really? He died in 2018. It feels like long, longer than that. Yeah, I was going to say because he died when Pete Davidson was dating Ariana Grande. And that was, yes, that yeah, ago. yeah. It feels like, yeah, he died on September 7, 2018. It feels long, a lot longer than that. But, but see, I didn't get into him until he died. He came up in the news and somebody showed him, showed me his music. And he, he was already dead when I listened to him. But I, I, in my mind, I thought it was like recent music. Mm-hmm. Like I, I've heard his name. But somebody actually like sat me down and showed me his music. And I'm like, oh, this guy's this guy's smile back is one of my favorite songs by him, dude. And I love Post Malone. I think most Post Malone is a really talented. I don't like everything he comes out with, but I think Post Malone is very talented. Oh, I think he is, too. Yeah, I I, think so. Well, he looks like he doesn't bathe. But like I like bands like Blue October. My cousin is obsessed with that. (laughs) Hate me today. Yep. I've never. That's around the time that the the alternative pop. Uh, That band, uh, Three Doors Down, um, uh, Switchfoot. Remember Switchfoot? I love Switchfoot. Yep. Old Switchfoot. Uh, All those bands are like very, all the stuff that was on the edge, 1039. You remember that? Mm -hmm. Around that time all those bands and i like a, a few of them but i never see when that stuff was coming out i was listening to um like uh i was listening to like jane's addiction like more of the grungy stuff when that stuff was big the three doors yeah. three doors down and and i had kryptonite i had that album there's yep. it called kryptonite whatever yep. album kryptonite's on I, I had that one. I loved um, Goo Goo Dolls, except for the shit that was on the radio. <laughs> loved Goo Goo Dolls, and they were very pop rock. But all the shit they had on the radio, I hated. Like, except for Iris. Iris is a beautiful song. But, dude, like, fucking, like, this is my my playlist on the phone, or on my phone that I listen to. Uh, all the time to just show you like how random my music and tastes are. Like I have Plain White Tees, Steve Miller Band, uh, Kings of another Le- one I've never got into. Kings of Leon, Shine Down, Lincoln Park, Journey, Young Money, uh, Katy Perry, <laughs> the 1975, Neutral Milk Hotel, 
Lucas Graham, uh, Stomping Ground, or Goldfinger, I love uh, Lord Huron, Blink-182, Post Malone, a lot of Weezer, a lot of Gorillas, a lot of uh, Death Cab for Cutie. So Death Cab's another one I never got into. Uh, I, I call them Asia. I call them Sleepy Emo. Uh, the Rapture, James Blunt, The Cure, um, the David cure. Bowie, Air Supply, Rolling Stones. And I don't like Rolling Stones. Hell I love yeah. Paint Black. Paint, Paint Black's a great song, but The Smiths, Radiohead, like Smith Imagine Head. Dragon, Elton John. Like, I've all got all kind of like my shit's all over the place, dude. Not Pat Stevens, Dragon, Roy Orbison. So oh. my my dad listened to Rolling Stones all the time. I'm not a Rolling Stones fan. I think you fall into one of two camps. Either like Rolling Stones a lot or you like the Beatles a lot. I think there's people that like I like both. Like both, right? But you either love the Beatles or you love the Rolling Stones, but you don't love both, right? Yeah, I I like both. I don't I, love one or the other. I love the Beatles don't really like Rolling Stones. I like a couple songs from Rolling Stones. Mick Jagger gets on my fucking nerves, dude. But you, you're, you, like, I don't like Guns N' Roses. And you like Guns oh, N' Roses. I do. We've had November Rain, dude. November Rain is like it's my his voice. favorite Guns N' Roses song. They have a lot of songs that are well-written and well-produced. I hate Axl Rose's voice. Yeah, you're not alone. Passion. You're not alone in that. I hate in it, and it's so bad that I can't listen to it. I've heard covers of November Rain. I've heard covers of um, uh, Paradise City. I've heard covers of other things, and I love those songs. And Paradise City was big because it can't hardly wait, right? Yeah. Um, but I can't stand Axl Rose's voice, and I'm, and it's the same for Mick Jagger. I'm not a big Mick Jagger fan. And he really turned me off when they did that Super Bowl. Remember? Yeah. He's like 70 years old and, he, and, he, and he's wearing like booty shorts. Like not booty shorts. They were like low hip hugging pants. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude, you are a grandfather. What the fuck are you doing? And he's kind of doing that like shimmy dance. that he does. And I'm like, this guy fucking annoys the shit out of me. The big but, takeaway from all this is I think we're going to get comments that are like, these guys don't know shit about music. Arr, fuck music. Dude, I've been playing, writing, and producing my own music for m- over two decades. But you don't know what band Ice-T is in. We both didn't I know. I knew who I was know in public who body enemy. count, but I couldn't remember who's in what. We're talking about stuff I haven't talked about. In tw- <laughs> and it's yeah. not a genre of, mu- of music that I'm like proficient. Passionate in. about. Yeah. 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 So it's like stuff that I've heard that... I'll know it if I hear it and it, but it's not stuff that I sought out. Right. Mm-hmm. You, we start talking about punk rock bands and I could talk all night, <laughs> you yeah. know, but, uh, or, or, uh, you know, rock band, some rock bands, certain genres and stuff, but I don't know, man. Like I've got, if you look at my vinyl collection, it's like a weird collection of shit. I've got Johnny cash. I've mm-hmm. got Neil diamond. Absolutely. I've got, I've got Alkaline Trio and Blink and all those bands. Mm-hmm. And then I've got Chicago, right? Which is kind of like that uh, 60s pop, uh, yep. you know? I've got a, just a weird collection of shit. You know what I mean? Like, I don't sit here and say I listen to everything. I don't. 
right? I hate people that say that. Oh, I listen. What kind of music you like? Oh, I listen to everything. No, the fuck you don't. <laughs> no one. Well, listens I, to everything. I mean, I say I. Whenever someone's like, "What kind of music do you listen to?" I go, "My music, music to me depends on my mood and the mood I'm in right now." That's like, a good answer. So I can listen to anything from you know pop punk to rock to classic rock to R and B to rap to you know a little bit of country whatever you know it just really depends on my mood you know yeah i don't i don't um i don't sit here and attest to say that i listen to everything but i do listen to a lot of stuff and i go through phases right? yeah so right now mm -hmm. my phase is the pop punk stuff uh, a couple months ago my phase was metal i was listening to cradle of filth and and children of bodom and and uh bands like that right a couple months before that i was way into the old 90s country that i grew up on right i was listening to garth brooks and george Strait and shania twain and shit and right now i'm into bluey <laughs> bluey's awesome <laughs> i'm bluey's into bluey awesome. so so i i go through phases right and right now i'm just really focused on showing my daughter as because she's shown an interest in music specifically she's shown an interest in the music I listen to. So right now I'm, I'm like just really having fun showing my daughter all the shit I listen to and, and catching her, you know, she doesn't want me to know that she likes it, but I'll catch her listening to it. Yeah. Like when I walk into the house from work and she's listening to, you know, some old green day or shit. Yeah. Cause and the that, minute that you're like, Oh, I, I remember this is cool. <laughs> then it's, it's automatically not cool to her. Yeah, she does nervous. it to piss me off. Yeah. <laughs> but my my daughter has shown a proficiency for 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 being a musician that 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 I showed showed at her same age. I started playing guitar when I was thirteen years old. I was in a Blink cover band at thirteen years old, barely knew my chords, and I remember being with these guys playing Pathetic and Josie. And uh, it was like right when Enema came out, I think, and we started a Blink cover band. And that's that was my first, you know, we played a show in front of like ten people, and that was my, at, I was like fourteen, played a show in front of ten people, and that was like I got hooked, dude. Nothing better than playing a fucking show, dude. Nothing in this life is better than that. Dude, I was watching uh, the original American Pie the other day, and I completely forgot that Blink. Is in oh, the did you? American Pie movie, yeah, yeah. So Blink is in the original one. They're they're watching. Um, they're watching Jim's fucking video when he's dancing on the for Nadia. Yeah, but what, what's the actress's name? Um, Shannon Elizabeth. Yeah, they're watching that, and then the start of the second one starts with their song. Yep. Mm -hmm. Every time I look at the for party, you, which is yep. one of my favorite songs. I love every time I look for you. But yeah, I forgot that they're in that. Yeah. That's when they got like that was right around the time the right, they got coming huge. Out. Yeah. Yeah. They blew up. And he talks about if you watch the Zane Lowe interview that came out, they talk about how they were playing like shitty clubs. And then overnight we're playing like arenas after that album came out. And yeah. they just did a really they they caught lightning in a bottle, dude. They they you could really say that Blink changed the music scene at that time you know between them and green day which green day was a little bit before them but green day was still more adult right 
mm-hmm. blink blink basically everything about blink tells you that they shouldn't have gotten big as big as they did but because they were true and genuine they kind of taught us all that it's okay to be ourselves in front of people yeah would you agree with that yeah we don't have to put out some sort of product yeah I you know so but uh dude we but speaking as a product, you just spend almost 50 minutes talking about music. Sorry, it dude. Fly. It's music's my number one passion. You know, no, this it's about fine. Me. Yeah. You know this about me. It's my that's what this show is passion. about. It's supposed to be about it's about nerding out and geeking out about what you're into. And that's cool that you're into music. But I want to talk about what I'm into right now. And that's fucking Spider-Man, too. Yeah. So tell me I wanted it. So I asked you this question and I told you not to answer it until we were on the show. Right. So you've gotten how far into Spider-Man, too? Um, I'm like 35% done with it. Okay. So you're about a, you're about a, uh, a third of the way through it. Yeah. Um, I haven't started playing it yet because mine's not going to be here till Sunday, which pisses me the fuck off. Oof. Can I just go on a tangent just for two seconds? If you pre-order something, it should be on my doorstep the day it comes out. You fucktards. Like what the hell? <laughs> Where'd you pre-order from Best Buy? Yes. Let me tell you, dude, Best Buy I had my worst shopping experience ever trying to buy something online through Best Buy. So really? on on uh, Wednesday morning, they did a drop for the PS5 Spider-Man cover for the Spider-Man. Oh, we covers. talked about this, right? Um, the PlayStation Five console covers. Yes. So they did a drop for those. The second wave so, since they came out. The oh, only this way you is a do new it, one. They came yeah. out with another wave of them. Yeah. Oh, dude. So they were doing a special drop. It was only it was a limited drop that was only through the Best Buy app. So you I couldn't even go on the website. It had to be through. No, it app. had to be through the app. Yeah. So, and I've I've heard on X, formerly known as Twitter, that this happened to a lot of people. But so I got in the drop, and I get them in my cart, and I go to purchase them, and the Best Buy. So first of all, it was supposed to start at eleven o'clock or at ten o'clock our time. Then the app crashed. So then they pushed it to eleven o'clock our time. And then I get in there, I get them in my cart. I'm about to to cash out, and the fucking app logs me out. Oh my gosh! And then it starts telling me, "Oh, you have an incorrect password. You have an incorrect password. You have an incorrect password." So I tried to change my password five times, and it would not let. It would not take the password change. Like it would tell me. Your, your password has been changed. So I would go to try to log in with it and it would tell me incorrect password. I was like, how? I just changed it. Did this five times. And by the time I finally got in, they were sold out. Bro, and they sorry. were in I, two, two separate times. I had them in my cart. And as I was checking out, I got logged out of the, their application. So Best Buy is the worst when it comes to that shit. You remember when the Super Nintendo Terrible. Classic Classic came out? Mm-hmm. The same experience with me, dude. I had one. They they were like because the, the first one sold like hotcakes, and luckily I was able to get one right for market price, not for, or for uh, retail price, not for the market price. And so they announced the Super Nintendo. They were going to do a pre-sale for them on Best Buy, and the same thing happened to me, dude. Not the password thing, but I had it in my cart, and it would not let me complete the order. And then finally, it said we're sold out. Best Buy is the worst, man. So what did I end up doing is on release day, I stood in line at Walmart and and got it. And there was like 50 people in line, like half the people did not get one. Yeah, like 
it's fucking stupid. You might as well just walk in the store and buy it, dude. Like, this is the, the first time in probably five years I pre-ordered this game from GameStop only because I found, when we were moving, I found a $40 gift card to GameStop. Oh, right. That's what you told me. So I was like, all right, well, I guess I'm going to use that to pre-order Spider-Man uh, 2 then. But what so were you going to know? It up? Yeah. Did you, it didn't come to your house? No, I went and picked it up at the store. In hindsight, I, I, I wish like I would have. minutes. In 10 minutes from GameStop. Yeah, in hindsight, I wish I would have just shifted to store and went and picked it up on my way home today. Because I really want to play it. Like you and Max have been talking in the in the text thread about it, how great it is. And I'm like, fuck, mine's not going to be here till the 22nd. Like that pisses me off, dude. You dude, know that game, it's sitting in their inventory before the, the game release drops you into a badass boss fight right off the rip. Yeah, that's what you were saying. And then I said, shut up, no spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to know who you're fighting. I don't want. Well, that's kind of how the first one was. Like the first one, I remember that within the first level, you're you're battling Wilson Fisk. I'm and talking it... like the first five minutes, you're in a badass boss fight. Awesome. And it's been like, honestly, I probably you you wanted to know how I'd rank this, so I probably rank this over. Yeah, that's right. the question, and then we went. It's off. it's hard. It's hard for me because I haven't finished it yet. But you want to see how the ending is to really yeah. get full. Yeah, right now where it stands, I probably do Spider Man two, Spider Man, then Miles Morales. So this is at the but, top of your list right now. Yeah, absolutely. Dude, Miles Morales game, is pretty damn good, dude. It was. It was. Deal. My my. The reason I put it down low is because it was. It felt more like a uh, DLC to the first Spider Man. It short. wasn't a whole lot. It is very short. Was it seven hours of gameplay? To, uh, I think it was a little bit longer than that. But it was. It was. There wasn't a whole lot to like sink your teeth into, and it felt very much like just a clone of the the first Spider Man game. This this one feels a lot similar, but the story is so good so far. The dynamic between Miles and what you know, work Miles and Peter working together is really good. That was my um, one beef about Miles Morales is there's you don't really. I w- kept assuming that you were gonna be able to have scenes with Peter, mm-hmm. and I think you do have one right, but then he Towards, goes like yeah he goes like out of the country. Yeah, he goes on like vacation or shit, which is totally out of character. Spider-Man doesn't go on vacations. Yeah, but it, it's cool to see like the two teams interact. So it's cool to see like MJ interacting with Miles and Genki interacting with Peter and Genki interacting with MJ and like all these these set pieces interacting with each other. And the story so far is so, so good. I haven't got to the Venom stuff yet even, but like Craven, Craven the Hunter. Yeah, Craven the Hunter has been really cool so far um like i like that it's not like not really cra- craven hunting all is hunting basically you get it from the the trailer but craven craven starts hunting all of these villains rogues gallery of spider-mans for sport is pretty right, much because that's craven's character yeah so like he's hunting scorpion and he's hunting um negative man from the miles morales game and hunting black cat and so like it's just been like so so good so far and it just the storytelling in these spider-man games and in any of these sony standalone games period like the sony 
exclusive the storytelling insomniac is so good dude. <clears throat> insomniac game yeah, storytelling insomniac is, is so good can you believe this is the studio that brought us crash bandicoot <laughs> right so like there there's there's a few publishers as far as storytelling is concerned that are top of the pack and two of them are playstation exclusives naughty dog and insomniac and then you've got um the um oh fuck i had it on my uh naughty dog insomniac and then you got like red dead yep and then, what's the other um one i'm thinking of red dead's rockstar rockstar right naughty dog does last of us and uncharted right uh yeah i believe so insomniac did spider-man and mm. they're doing the wolverine game right I, are they doing the wolverine game i didn't think they were doing the wolverine game i thought that was insomniac or are they doing the iron man game i don't, I don't know if they released a publisher yet for um wolverine game maybe maybe they are doing it i i don't know they did ratchet and clank yeah that's insomniac yeah insomniac is ratchet and clank which is very much in that crash bandicoot lane right ratchet and clank has a bit more story to it though doesn't it yeah um they did like sunset overdrive ratchet and clank spyro i don't think they did crash bandicoot it created crash bandicoot or was no that's naughty dog naughty dog did crash bandicoot right um I'm trying to think because i haven't played a crash bandicoot game i'm like, pretty sure forever. it started with or was it insomniac now see now i'm going back and forth i might be thinking naughty dog because it's an animal no naughty dog naughty dog yeah. did crash bandicoot yeah, which which my sentiment still remains. Can you believe that the guys that created Last of Us and Uncharted did Crash Bandicoot? Yeah. But can you believe the guys that did Ratchet and Clank did Spider-Man? Right. You know? But um, what's the other one that I was thinking of? Um, oh, the Arkham series. Like, they, they're really good storytellers. Um, I think Rock that was Rocksteady. Yeah. But um, but didn't Insomniac also do the shitty Avengers game? No, that was Square Enix. I'm pretty sure. Oh, that's right. That's right. Which I like that game. Like might be too. I played that game. I beat it. I enjoyed my time playing it. In no way does it will it go down as one of my most favorite games. Does that make sense? Yeah. You're following me on that one yeah um who was the other fucking publisher i was thinking of that that does for both was it rockstar maybe it was rockstar i'm looking at the best story. so yes insomniac games is making the wolverine game you were correct so that game is probably gonna be fucking badass well that, that i remember that was the big thing about it was holy shit i can't believe that insomniac's doing the wolverine game and it's going to be exclusive to playstation 
Yeah, and it's going to be super fucking violent from everything I've read. I'm stoked. I can't wait. It needs to be. But like, if you... Spider-Man 2 took everything I loved about the first Spider-Man game and built upon it as to where I feel like Miles Morales just kind of added to it, like kind of took it and, and ran with it with just the Miles story. But like Spider-Man 2 has built upon it. So like I'm I'm having so much fun playing it, like to the point where like last night I was I got it at nine was up until almost one playing it then i had to force myself to go to bed because i had to work today but i woke up at like 4 30 this morning because my dog had to go out and i was like well i'm up now i'm just gonna play spider-man until i have to start working i played it for like four hours before i had to start working and then jeez yeah i'm like i can't do that dude like i'll go through a day like where like i'm into it and then i take a couple days off i i never beat games that quickly max like uh, flies dude, through this shit yeah this is like this is i have not been like this jonesing to play a video game in so long like i was like do i want to when you messaged me you're like are we recording tonight and i was like Ooh, do i want to record tonight or do i want to skip <laughs> so i can play spider-man <laughs> well i remember i remember so it's it's friday we record this on friday release on tuesday and it's um and i said hey uh because you said hey let's do eight and then i was finishing up my house cleaning it and stuff before my wife got home and and i said hey can we can we do 8 30 instead and you're like man you're really trying to push into my My spider-man time time. yeah (laughs) yeah uh so the iron man game that's coming out is gonna be done by ea so i'm not sure if that's gonna be boo, boo boo but ea just did something didn't ea do the star wars games the jedi yes and those are good so maybe but they're gonna be like the first game that uses unreal engine 5 right no there's already games out there using unreal engine 5 but but that's like for some reason that's the headline for this not that they're the first one but it says the iron man game will be based on on unreal engine 5 like is that notable yeah well i mean that's like their newest engine so so it's gonna be it's gonna look good is what they're saying yeah it'll look it'll look really good um i love playing that vr iron man game i think so fun i do I can't play the VR. My VR has it makes me sick. Really? Is yeah. it because of the games you're playing? I don't know. Like, um, I think it's just more so like the head movement and like I get motion sickness. So just the movements and shit, it just makes me sick. So I get motion sickness. So I, I downloaded this racing game, right? And the racing game, you're using the thumbsticks to turn the car, right? So mm-hmm. you can turn the car and your view will change, but your head doesn't move, right? So it's not like you're you're doing like this. So you turn the car this way, like, like a regular car, and you can look this way and turn the car that way. That makes me sick. But when I play, and I got sick quick off that one. But if I play Resident Evil, and the only way I can move is when I turn my head, right? Mm-hmm. And there's no it's teleporting right so it's not you're not walking and then looking like this like you can't do that like you teleport to where you want to go there's no walking right i don't get sick with that one and i was talking with the guy i did v that did vr and like havasu he was in company and he's like 
yeah, the, with VR, if it's real head tracking, nobody should be getting motion sickness from that. So it might just be you need to find games that are that work better for you. Dude, I can't even play Goldeneye without getting motion sickness. Well, I can do that, but like bar fights. Bar fights is one of the games I like to play on my VR headset. And it's like, it's just weird because like, you, I mean, when you move around, your stuff moves, but like, just they get right up in your face and so you're, it, I don't know. It just, after like 20 minutes of playing it, I start getting motion sick. And yeah, so like, it, be that game. it might just be a game that's not, that's not good for you. I just haven't found a game that either that is like intriguing to me to play. Have you VR. played the NFL game? I have. Yes, I do have. I love that fucking NFL game. <laughs> but, that game's fun, dude. Yeah, and it's I'm the fucking... only way you'll get the Cardinals to go back to the Super Bowl. <laughs> no, that game's fun, man. I have a lot of fun. And they don't really get up in your face. Yeah, really like that. You tackle. You're like, where the fuck did that come? Like, you don't even know. It gave me a new appreciation for quarterbacking. Yeah. Like shit's happening. So you when you watch it from the seats or from your TV, you don't realize like how fast that shit's happening. <laughs> yeah. You know? But um yeah, but I played uh some game at the VR place because they have HTC vibes, which oh my gosh. The the resolution and and how those HTC vibes work make the Meta Quest look like it was made twenty years ago. But um, I play this one where you're like you're being led by this like Pope guy holding a a lantern, and you're just I'm being the Pope. <laughs> He's not a Pope, but he looks like the guy from Assassin's Creed. And your whole thing is to protect this guy, like not let this guy die, and you yourself not die as well. And you're just being attacked by wolves and demons and shit. I was having so much fun and it's so intense and shit coming at you and stuff. But I played it for 10, 15 minutes. I was like, dude, I need, I need a break, man. This is too much. And I hate that you're fucking got this tether. It's me. I'm at the Pope. So are you, um, so you're not caught up on Loki yet, right? No, I'm one episode. Uh, I've not watched the new episode. I'm going to probably do that once we get off here. So let me just say with Loki and and maybe we can we can review all of it the next time we meet like up to date. I definitely feel like it's amping up. Like I haven't felt a drop off yet. But it's a Disney Plus show. So I'm assuming a drop off is coming. <laughs> I'm assuming a drop off in quality is going to be here eventually. But How many episodes are we on on Loki 4? No. Third, three, three, yeah. So okay, three. So I didn't really care for episode one. Um, okay, I, but, but I really liked episode two. Yeah, but I really liked episode two. Um, so there's a crazy, so there's a crazy theory going around that, yeah. um, the TVA mission is actually going to be going to these different timelines that are being pruned and plucking heroes out of them for secret wars and moving them to battle world for secret wars. And that Deadpool is going to set up a lot of this and that you're going to get your new Avengers team fighting Kang and Kang dynasty 
And while all this is going on, the TVA, Mobius and Loki and the TBA are going through and pulling out these heroes from these other timelines. So that's why you're going to get the, the rumor is that's why you're going to get Tony Stark back in the MCU. You're going to get um, Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man leading the Secret Wars team. But do you think that um, they showed all these people in a TV show? What? No, no, no. So that's going to be, you're going to see that play out through like after credits in the movies and stuff. Oh, they're going to harken back to the Loki show with, with, yeah, like Deadpool. Deadpool 3 is going to do a lot to move this multiverse story along. That's why you're getting all these cameos in Deadpool 3. This sounds plausible. I've learned a while ago to not put stock in any of these theories. <laughs> I mean, that was how sounds... long have we been saying Mephisto's coming? Well, he's been confirmed for the Ironheart series whenever that comes in. But yeah, like, but we've been it's... saying for years it's Mephisto. It's Mephisto. <laughs> yeah. Right? Mephisto was supposed to be in um the Scarlet Witch show. Yeah. You know? So I've just learned I'm like, you know what? It's fun to talk about, but I've gotten my hopes up before. Yeah. Like if I could see Toby Maguire in a true black suit like not the stupid one he had spider-man 3 well but the true yeah, black there's a suit, lot of like awesome. you know that after the events of of no way home that they want to get him and andrew garfield back in another movie like that you know they want to well, use of course him that's the last movie that they had that re- that made like mega money Right, that's the last Marvel movie that that made a shit ton, right? Yeah, because didn't they cross a billion? And I don't think uh, any other Marvel movie has since, right? Wakanda Forever did not, right? Uh, no, I don't think so. And Wakanda Forever has the the culture part behind it. You know what I mean? So Wakanda Forever like is a slam dunk as far as making money, and I don't even think it pulled in Spider Man money. No. No, I don't. I don't think it did either. But um, the yeah, so they're desperate to like reinvigorate the MCU. And Bob Iger, it seems like he's putting a lot of emphasis on fixing the MCU because that's their main money maker. Like Disney, Star Wars, they don't release enough Star Wars stuff to to be a really like. Uh, the primary product right marvel seems to be like the primary product because there's so much more that they can do with marvel than they can with star wars or that they're willing to do with star wars Mm -hmm. so they got to fix it because it's on a decline if you look at what the last few movies have done well and then but i mean you have kevin feige sitting out here saying oh well marvel movies could go on for years to come and we're just scratching the surface of what the MCU has to offer. Yeah, but I think you're going to see a lot of scrap projects, stuff that we thought that was coming out that's no longer coming out. Yeah, because I think they're going to reboot. Like, I, I really think they will reboot. Like, Secret Wars is probably going to be our lead into a reboot. Well, and you're going to get all new teams. You're going to get new Avengers, new, like, they'll probably recast a new Captain America. And 
they'll recast all these characters. I don't but know. See, if they're they're talking about another trilogy with Tom Holland. And yeah, if they're they gonna do another th- trilogy with Tom Holland, three like, more those Spider-Man movies are gonna movies. come out after Secret Wars. Uh not necessarily because Secret Wars got moved. I want to say Secret Wars got moved to 2026. Yeah, but you can't do so, three Spider-Man movies in three years. If they shoot them back to back, they can. They're not gonna release they haven't even started the first one, and we're already closing in on 2024 well they couldn't because they had the writer strike and then they had the now they've got the actor strike and they can't really do anything yeah but say say secret wars now gets pushed to 2027 i don't think it will just i'm just speaking hypothetically yeah so say because of the writer strike or actor strike and all that stuff that secret wars gets pushed to 2027 Mm -hmm. okay spider-man you know, four, five, six, start shooting next year, 2024, if this writer or actor strike ever ends. That means 20, that means three years. That means they would have to release a movie, a Spider-Man movie every 2024, 2025, 2026, 2027. There's no way, dude. One of them, at least one of them, would have to come out after Secret Wars. So, so, and the reason I'm bringing this up is, yes, I do think a reboot is on the horizon. And I really hope they don't do the same storyline. I don't want another Thanos storyline if they do a reboot. But, but I think could... some of them will carry over. I don't think they're willing to lose the girl that plays Miss Marvel. I don't think they're willing to lose Tom Holland. I think there's certain ones that they feel like these ones can carry on. We can, you know what I mean? I think they're yeah. itching to get rid of Brie Larson. Think I so? think they, yeah. Brie Larson, I've read a lot of stuff about the Brie Larson just not having the charisma to be tentpole character. Oh, apparently the, the Marvels is not. It's trending for like 40 or 50 million opening <laughs> yeah, week. It's or not something. trending great, that's for sure. Yeah, it's like that's not, it's not Marvel money. I mean, there's certain movies that would love to make 40 or 50 million, but what? Yeah, 40 or 50 million is what I thought I saw. But um, Brie Larson is like, I think they want to move away from her. I think they want to move away from Hemsworth and go younger. Right? Yeah, I, I don't think, I think Hemsworth's time is definitely coming to an end. Yeah. And uh, I think they want to move away from uh, the Kang guy. What's his name? Jonathan Majors. Jonathan Majors, because of all his shit going on. But I think there's certain things. I think Tom Holland, like, we don't... Do you want to see a fourth Spider-Man actor? I think they would use Tom Holland to usher in Miles. I think. Yeah, I think if you're going to get a new Spider-Man actor, it's going to be Miles. Yeah, I think that they, after the success of the into the spider-verse and across the spider-verse right that they're gonna want to get a live action miles well we already know that one's coming they've already announced that a live action Mar- sony's already announced a live action Mar- miles morales is coming they'd be stupid not to so but i think that the the sixth spider-man movie with tom holland 
needs to be used as that vehicle to transition, but I don't think there's any way that it comes out before Secret Wars. And remember, Disney's a bit beholden to Sony on that, right? If Sony well, that, says... Yeah, that's what I was going to say, is that Sony Sony sets the release of those Spider-Man movies, so it, it's not up to Marvel how those movies are released. Like, if Sony says, okay... They have a little bit of say, right? We want to release this fit movie. The narrative. Well, they have a plot say, yes, but they want to say, okay, well, we want to get this movie slated to release on this date. Marvel's going to get it in there, you know? Yeah, but if if the plot for Spider-Man 4 is Kang is dead, right? Sony is going to play ball a little bit with Marvel and say, okay, we understand that this is major, this can't come out before this or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, that, so Marvel has a little bit of, of play there. But ultimately, I mean, Sony wanted a Christmas Spider-Man movie, right? Or the movie mm-hmm. to be released around Christmas. And it got moved before Doctor Strange. And Doctor Strange was originally supposed to be before Spider-Man. So, yeah, Sony can pull the strings a little bit. But and Marvel has to play ball. But if Sony says, we don't want to recast Tom Holland, fuck your universe. Marvel's going to have to keep going forward with Tom Holland. Well, if they want to use Spider-Man. Sony, unless unless they can. Sony, Sony, I think Sony has final kind of has final say on that too because they're the ones. Right. Tom Holland is actually the Sony property. So. Yeah, I don't think he gets paid by Disney. He gets paid by Sony. Because Sony still owns the rights to Spider-Man, they just are working with Marvel to. It's like a um, co-publishing thing. Yeah, well, yeah, they're working with Marvel to share, to put out Spider-Man movies. Isn't it that Sony bankrolls the movie and that Disney handles the marketing of it? Isn't it? I don't. I, I don't know. I don't know how that works, and I'm not going to pretend like I know how that whole deal works. Because <laughs> now you're talking about like the ins and outs of that industry. And... I don't think anybody really knows what that contract looks like. Yeah, that agreement. I... I don't, and like I said, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I do. But do you um, think that that Disney wants all to I know get is out that of the Ryan Reynolds game? No, they are they are gung ho. Like Ryan Reynolds is, they are gung ho behind Deadpool. Um, they are, they've already said like they're fully supporting Deadpool, and as soon as that comes back, um, as soon as the writers or the actor strike is over they're they're back in the game and yeah it's gonna get pushed to work on it's gotta get pushed it's supposed to come out in may next year yeah it's already get they already said it's gonna get pushed to probably maybe later next year like july but yeah they're saying that um captain america the first sam wilson captain america movie the brave captain brave new world is gonna get pushed too i hear they're rewriting a lot of it well, that's yeah. I hear a There's lot a... of stuff's getting rewritten. Yeah, and I think that that has a lot to do with the Bob Iger thing. What did I read? I can't remember what movie it was or what it was that they were coming back and going to do a complete rewrite of everything. Like, yeah, there was in... one that I read about that that like I thought was oh dark. Daredevil, Daredevil, um, yeah, the show, 
born again yeah they're they cut like they fired all the writer the head writer and fired all these people and they're like going back to doing complete rewrites and shit it's messy yeah apparently the one that i read was that the original writing wasn't going to have them back in the suit until like episode four yeah they're rewriting it to get back in the suit by episode two trying to make it more of a like law and order courtroom drama versus superhero which that works so well for she hulk yeah but and apparently the catalyst for him getting back in the suit is going to be froggy's dead yeah, they're gonna kill off Foggy Nelson. Foggy. And, Did I say Froggy? Um, I meant Foggy. Yeah. And I want to say her name was Jane. Yeah, Deborah Ann Wolf. And uh, oh, Wilson Jane. Fisk. Yeah. No. Whoever the blonde-haired girl was. Yeah, the main girl. The yeah, the blonde-haired girl that he was like defending in season one of the Netflix show. Yeah, it's Deborah. Deborah, isn't it Deborah Ann Wolf? Isn't that her name? Um, but. And Kingpin was going to be mayor, which does happen in the comic books that he becomes mayor, but they people are just saying that it didn't make a lot of sense. So going back to complete ground up reworks. Karen is her name. Yeah, Karen. I think it's a mistake to kill off Foggy. I don't understand why they're doing that. Because I really like that actor. Which is why they're not gonna, gonna do it. That's one thing I want from Deadpool is I want to see uh I want to see John Daredevil Fowler. or Deadpool. Deadpool. I want okay. to, in Deadpool 3 cuz there's that talk that Ben Affleck is coming back to repri- reprise his role as role as Daredevil. I want to see uh John Favreau back as Foggy Nelson. Dude, I forgot that he was Yeah, he's Foggy Nelson in the Ben Affleck Daredevil movie. That'd be funny. All I know is we're getting John Bernthal, right? As Punisher, yeah. He's another one that that I don't think that Marvel would want to recast. So that's why I'm thinking it's soft reboot. Like, it's not going to be a full, everything's done, here's the new, like, we're going to completely start fresh. I think there's certain actors that they're like, oh, we want to be in this game. Brian Reynolds. Yeah, but there's... uh, Tom Holland. They're going to definitely... They're gonna let Ryan Reynolds play Deadpool as long as people are going to the see the theaters and he wants to play the character. Like their star hasn't been higher than it is now. Like that they dude are fully buying in on Deadpool. I mean, that dude can come out with a movie with a stupid ass name and people will like free guy. Nobody yeah. knew what the fuck that movie was about. It had a dumb name. <laughs> free guy was great. And it was great. People went and saw it because of Ryan Reynolds. He has a documentary about owning a soccer team. And people are watching it. Great. I I have not watched any of the new episode of Welcome to Rex. New episodes of Welcome to Rexham. I've been watching them. They're okay. Like it's it's just funny. I I really live for the parts where it's they are interviewing Rob and Ryan. I really don't care about all the other crap. But the other day, dude, my uncle, uh, my dad's brother, comes into my parents' house and he's wearing a Rexham shirt. I'm like, where the and it says Reynolds on the back. Oh, nice. Like, where the hell did you get that? It's like, oh, in California, I, I bought it. Like, Wrexham's huge because of Ryan Reynolds. Like, most people don't know who Rob McElhaney is, if I said that name, unless yeah. you're an Always Sunny fan. Most people don't know who that is. But you say Ryan Reynolds, people know who the fuck that is. Like, yeah. that guy is, I want, 
if I was in a movie studio, I want to buy into the Ryan Reynolds game or Ryan Reynolds uh, market. I don't know. Yeah. And then I, you have Gen V and Gen V. I, I'm not sure if I like it, dude. I love Gen V. I like Gen v is such a good show aspects of it, but they are getting way more into the. Um, you don't the like, like of, dong, huh? No, it's too much, too much dong for you. No, it's it's they're getting into the so the boys is just kind of like mindless fun. A lot of it. You know, it's an easy watch. It's fun. It's it's funny. It's Gen V, I think, is the antithesis to that of you're watching the episodes trying to figure out what the hell's going on. Right. There's a little bit. So I'm not sure about it yet. I know that. And they haven't given me a reason to feel um, to care about any of these characters yet. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I mean, I feel like I like it because I like the change of pace. I like some sh the shows that make you think a little bit and, you know, have a plot where you need to figure it out. And Which I do, too. That's why WandaVision is one of my favorite Marvel shows and stuff so it's it's fine for me like i'm i'm down for it um but i've enjoyed i've enjoyed it so far but do you feel like there's any character in there that you're like rooting for hell yeah and little cricket oh yeah but that's because i'm just rooting it. for her to be nude it's, i don't think it's gonna happen no, every time there's like... a sex scene or something she's yeah, they won't. Yeah, I don't think the actress wants to be like that, but they have no problem showing dudes' dongs and wieners um, exploding and stuff. So yeah, I I like her, but it's not the same as like Huey or Carl Urban. I don't really vote. For, I don't really like root for either of them either, just because I think they're shitty people. Like all but the way around, the like, underdog Huey's story. Just a you know shitty what I mean? person. Yeah, Huey, you think is a shitty person? Yes, absolutely. Why? I think he starts out meaning well, and then he's just still driven so much by the revenge of his girlfriend getting killed by um, a, -train. a train that he just kind of turns into a shitty character. Like, I really feel like in the last season when he's taking the V, the compound V and stuff, he just really turns into a shitty character. But I think that that is an earned response from the audience, right? Like, oh, now this guy's shitty. Because you spent the first season or two rooting for him, right? I hope I don't really think I root. He's the lovable, plucky guy, right? I wouldn't use the term rooting for because it's you more like feel sorry for him, right? So there, there's an investment into him as the character, right? You feel sorry. Guy loses his girlfriend. The guy has nothing. Go works in an electronics store. The guy gets taken advantage of by uh, uh, what's Carl Urban's character's name? Billy. But Billy Butcher, Billy Butcher gets taken advantage of um, by Billy Butcher, right? He's just completely fucked over and over again. And then in the third season, he starts to take some of his. He starts to empower himself a little bit, right, with Gen V and stuff, and he turns into a dick. But you have that response because you've connected with him for the first two series, two seasons in this show. I don't feel like they've the only person that I'm like rooting for because they, they've given me a reason to root for them and connect with them 
is the kid's brother that was in the woods. Do you know what I'm talking about? The oh yeah, golden yeah. boy's brother that yeah. was captured because everything that happened to him is so fucked up. Like I want to see more of him, and I feel like I haven't seen enough of him. And I want, and I think that that he, because of everything that happened to him, he can be the emotional point. And I think the main girl can be, but they don't like, she had this horrible thing happen with her family, right? Where she Sam. killed her, her parents. His brother, Yeah. His brother's name, golden boy's brother's name is Sam. Yeah. Sam. So in the main girl, what's her name? Um... The one that can control blood. uh is it, is it marie yeah marie so this is a very traumatic thing that happened right and and that thing could make you root for her right but i feel like they don't how could you not root for little cricket though dude like her i'm, I'm pulling little cricket out because little Cr she hasn't been i'm rooting for her because her mom's a piece of shit yeah and, and her, she's really she's basically bulimia is her fucking superpower basically but she's dude. not like, a main she's not a main character enough i don't think yet i think she is she's been Compared in every episode the, she's like she has but she's been a side like i feel like she's not often involved in the main main like i feel like marie the guy that can control things with his mind right his dad works at the school and the girlfriend that can touch people and make them do whatever just kind of has rogue like What's the other one? What's the other X-Men that can tell people what to do? Emma Frost. Emma Frost. And... That's right. So she could talk, touch people like rogues, not steal anything from them, but, but make them forget. And they, it, I feel like it's stealing stuff from them, but yeah. Jean gray kind of has those the are the three. Those are the three main ones. Those three. And then cricket is kind of a main one, but they haven't given her. I feel like she's not in the shit as much as those three. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Well, I think she's more in the shit because she's the one that kind of gets involved with Sam and she's kind of the one that saves Sam and she, yeah. you know, so I, I think they're all equally like in it together. But like, like I said, I root for her because, you know, she's the way she's treated online on social media and oh yeah, the way heart. people treat her for her abilities. And she, like I said, bulimia is basically her superpower and yeah like it's it's shitty it's real it's shitty. very it's very retrospective to to the way social media works in general right like yeah we kind of put up these people on a pedestal uh to be you know you look at kendall jenner and and these these hot women that are on social media um and then who knows what they're doing to maintain that right like i i see parallels to that but i still feel like she she's gonna do more later in the se season so that's what i'm hoping for that she's gonna be more integral right now i feel like it's those three marie and the other two the golden boy's girlfriend and and the guy that can control stuff with his mind i feel like they're the like they're the ones that that the show wants me to be like here's your main main cast right i feel like those three are sam and dean winchester and then this girl is castiel in season one cricket yeah you know what i mean and then castiel becomes part of the main 
trilogy late in later seasons but in that first season he's 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 there and he plays a role but not like sam and dean right Mm -hmm. but i and then what i was saying about marie is that with the blood thing and what happened with her family is they could elicit a real emotional response from the audience but i don't think they push on the fact that she killed her family and what's that's what that's done to her i feel like for to have that emotional trauma that she should be less sure of herself at times like she should have some real demons and real dilemmas as far as her as her consciousness is concerned but there's sometimes when she feels so like empowered and everything i'm like is this the same girl that that horrible thing happened to that her sister won't talk to her it's I just, like I said, I don't know where I'm at with it. I want to see more. Well, but I don't think it's as good as the boy. It's already, I believe it's already been picked up for season two. I hope so. I like it enough to keep watching it. it, it I watched that. They, Loki and that one come out at the same time, I'm pretty sure. Right? Uh, yeah. Thursday. I watched that one before I watched Loki. But... I, I feel like the boys is better. Would you agree with that? I don't know. Honestly, like I really like Gen V and I really like how Gen V has been going off. And I really like the more character depth in Gen V. Um, See, and I feel there's a lack of character depth. I mean, if I'm being honest, well, cause it's, it's different because it's, playing out you know you're not given everything handed to you you're right. you're kind of having to solve this mystery with them um yeah maybe so that's it i i do enjoy like i enjoyed gen v my wife is enjoying gen v like i'm she wouldn't watch the boys with me but she's sitting there watching gen v with me and excited to watch gen v why wouldn't and, she watch the boys i don't know she's never got into it I guess, and we weren't dating when it started, and like she started watching Gen V with me when it. Nah, that's the thing. Is like the boys is like not a show I have any interest in rewatching. Really, like I I enjoy it first run, but it's not one of those shows like like Ted Lasso is for me, where I can go, okay, well, time for a rewatch, you know? And well, yeah, I I guess I agree with you, but. I think the simple fact of doing a rewatch just so Aaron can get some of the, you know, soldier boy being on screen. Why that's, why that's so awesome. Well, I, and how maybe she wouldn't find that to be so awesome. Yeah. This I think you have a different part. affinity for, for soldier boy, just because it is Jensen Eccles and you're like, Oh my God, it's Dean well, I Winchester. That, I love that that dude gets work and I find it funny. He's a deplorable person in the show <laughs> you know i want to see it's really man it's it's really weird seeing good old boy dean winchester and now he's a prick like that's that's a kind of conflict for me but uh um, see him be batman i do want yeah that'd be awesome i want to see jensen ackles work that guy has been sec like come in second for so many different roles yeah do you know that he was almost clark in smallville that it was between him and Tom Welling. 
So I've been watching uh, that podcast with Michael Rosenbaum and Tom Welling. And Tom Welling talks about how he came in an audition and Jensen Ackles was there and it was between him and Jensen Ackles. Hmm. How different would that show have been? Right. And would we have gotten supernatural? Probably not. Probably not. But I want to see him as as Batman more than I want to see him as Superman. So I don't want to I don't want him to be Superman. I don't think Tom Welling was perfect for that. Yes, he was. It was he was good in small though. But, but on that know. note, I think it's time. It's about that time to it's wrap time. it up for another great episode. I hope you guys had a good time. Uh, if you're new to the show, please make sure to like and subscribe as Lance shows out. Let everyone show off your, your new hotness you got this week. Ooh. Ooh. It's saying, play me, Lance. Play me. Isn't that, isn't that beautiful right there? That is cool. And then you got the... It would look really cool with a silver Sharpie sign with each of them signing it. Well, I got a second one. My hope is to eventually get it signed. But and that one's the website exclusive. So I, I hope to get that signed. I get the front sign though, because the frame doesn't really there's no frame for an open record. Yeah. But um yeah. Hope you guys had a good time. If this is your first time finding us, make sure to like and subscribe to the channel. Make sure to check out all of our beautiful, beautiful content we have on the channel. Smash that yeah. subscribe button. Smash that subscribe button. And go check out Matt show on Saturdays. Yeah, check out. Uh, make sure to check out Modern uh, SNS on Saturdays. Um, and like I said, we're working on getting all kinds of great content coming to the channel. Um, so stay tuned for that. I might even put up some uh, Spider-Man Two gameplay. gameplay after I finish the game and go back for my second my second go round. Um, but uh, you already yeah. have it planned in your head. You're gonna play it again. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. But but for this week's episode of the Absolute Geek Podcast, I'm Matt. I am Lance. And we'll see you guys next time. All you freaks and geeks. Come all you freaks and geeks. Let's listen to Absolute Geek. Absolute Geek. We'll go ahead and spread our cheeks. Spread the cheeks. And drink and some Cosby wine. <laughs> we'll Come drink on, some Cosby wine. It makes me feel real fine. <laughs> See you next time <laughs> on the Absolute Geek.